0: Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber. All for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet, and simple to win, and simple to get paid. Like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.
1: The NCAA tournament is underway, and your bracket may already be busted. There's already been a major upset. 13-seeded Furman has pulled off a shocking upset over 4-seeded University of Virginia. UVA blew a late lead, falling 68-67. to 67. This is, of course, really what March Madness is all about. The Cavaliers
2: are playing with four guards, and the four guards out there, along with Cedric, are their best free-throw shooters. Clark in a straight check. He, he threw it, it. He it threw away. He threw it away. He it leads. Timeout, Virginia. Did we just see
0: what we Today on the ZabeCast, the NCAA Tournament has turned into a flat-out food fight. Keep your head on a swivel, kids, and throw your bracket in the trash. It's worthless. A pair of guests today, from back in my WFNZ days, Gary Williams and Mark Packer will talk college hoops, Jim Nance, and a whole lot more. Your bonus 45-minute edition of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so... Up and let's go. Here we go
1: to Lob, and
2: that will do it. Do you believe it for just the second time ever? A 16 beats a 1. The eight seed knocks out the returning
1: champion, Jayhawks. Teams can get better this time of year. I'm so, I've never been prouder than a team like tonight. Oh, Debo was absolutely
2: incredible. I feel like he's my son. I love this kid so much. I, I, I love you too, coach. What makes you tear up? What are you thinking about?
0: Just putting in the work. This team is struggling. And we we figured it out.
2: And I'm glad we did at the right time. And hopefully we continue
0: to do it. Who on earth was bellyaching about how they just weren't that into college basketball anymore. Oh, boy, I can't tell the players apart. Oh, I don't like the transfer rules. Oh, you don't know anyone's names. Shut your face. Oh, wait a minute. That was me, actually, with Andy Paulin last week before the tournament began. Wow. Wow. Are you not entertained, everybody? This is March Madness, and this is your brain Trying to get your head around what you just saw the first four days. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Thank you for downloading. It is a glorious Monday, March 20th. And yes, your brackets are ruined. Everyone's brackets are ruined. I don't even know how many people might be left standing in ESPN's mega pool. Pick the perfect bracket out of some 20 million entries. If it's not down to just a tiny handful, then. I don't know what the hell's going on. Anyway, what a tournament so far, and we'll talk more about it today on the show, but I I once again have got to say to myself, just watch more during the regular season, you dummy. Just add some more into your diet opposite football. It won't kill you, because it is so good. The emotion and the family element to it. The mom and dad in the stands is so integral a part of March madness, because to see them, you feel like you understand fully the hopes and dreams and struggles of these young men. And to see the white coach and muscleman embrace the black star player to see Devonte Davis and to hear the emotion in his voice. I mean, it's everything. This is, Is everything about college basketball, the passion that these young men play for and the older men who are tasked to be their coaches. And yes, there are some slimy coaches out there, but then again, there's a lot of them who are doing good work and really connecting with young men who are out there playing the game. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. I'm i I'm a little bit choked up right now. I know you're probably, some of you are like, Oh God. Talk about an overcorrection. Find a happy medium, for God's sakes. You were all cynical and meh last week, and now you're just singing their praises like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Nah, you know what? I'm course correcting. Maybe a bit too much, but still. What a great four days to the tournament. And yeah, yeah, my stupid bracket. I I ended up having Purdue going to the Final Four. Why? Because I was like, no, fade these guys. They're not that good oh, wait a minute, I'm going to reverse fade him because everyone else is fading him. Yeah, that's the ticket. Purdue fans, and I know one, two actually, rethink your life. I mean, wow. And Matt Painter is hailed as a great guy by many in the college basketball ecosystem, reporters, pundits, etc. But, I mean, he's now lost to... Uh, A 13, a 15, and a 16 in the last three years. Now, the loss to the 15 was actually in the Sweet 16 round. But still, you lose to a 13, a 15, and a 16 as a 3, a 2, and a 1. You know, it might be a you thing in the tournament. And I'm not saying fire Matt Painter. I'm just saying that uh, probably at least we should have a small discussion about it, I think, somewhere. Anyway, to the victors go the spoils and they survive in advance for another weekend, a glorious weekend of college basketball. And to the losers, lick their wounds, reassess, and figure out okay, when does the next set of spring practice begin? Do they do spring practice in college basketball? I'm not sure. All right. This next segment could be brilliant or it could be a disaster. I'm not exactly sure which way it's going to go. Once upon a time, I worked at WFNZ Radio AM 610 in Charlotte, North Carolina. This was circa 1996 through 1999. And it was glorious. I had a blast. I love the people there. Uh, Sandy Penner was my co-host. Gary Williams was not really part of the station at the time, but he took over for me. Once I got fired summarily by the GM at the time. And then over the years, the people, Mark Packer was the afternoon host. And over the years, you know, everyone sort of went their own way. Gary went on to the golf channel, did great stuff there. He's currently on Sirius XM's PGA tour radio. And he's started his own golf podcast called the five clubs podcast. You'll hear more about that in a second. Mark, meanwhile, is on the ACC network. So he's doing good, and I thought, what if I got them together, Gary and Packer? And what if I got Gary first, and then I said, let's surprise Pac-Man and see how it goes. Well, with that as a backdrop, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together for the great Gary Williams. Yo. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of podcast opinion because you are live on the air, Gary. What's up, brother? What's happening? <laughs> I'd forgotten you're a Jersey boy. I just checked your Twitter feed and I was like, oh God, that's right. You just, you're just you crowing over all these Jersey schools.
1: <laughs> uh, fairly ridiculous.
0: It, uh, maybe the I mean greatest upset of all time? In the tournament,
1: it's hard for me to come on. I mean, at Purdue twenty years ago—that team's a four seed. That the, the erosion of like the, the great teams, yeah, is is you know, look, it's a huge upset. There, there's no doubt. Considering the fact that they're, you know, they really are like Hickory High. Like a team <laughs> oh, that has a I saw their gym. Four yeah. yeah, I saw their gym. I mean, they're they're,
0: really- their band, oh, they, they didn't even travel. They, I don't, they may not even have a band, but they didn't travel a band. So I guess uh, Fordham's band played them a, a tune, played their fight song, I think I saw. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I was trying to explain this to my wife and her sister as we were watching Penn State lose because my cousin goes to Penn State. I said, FDU didn't even win their league. And no. my brother in law goes, well, How are they in? I go, they won their tournament. And he said, Well, how do they do that? And I go, Because the school that would have gone was ineligible because they were just division two five minutes exactly. ago. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so I think in that regard, it's probably the greatest upset because I believe UMBC when they beat Virginia was a little bit friskier. Yeah, and
1: I think also what gets what what I think it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It should amplify the win, but it kind of devalues it. They didn't they didn't make a bomb at the buzzer. They blew Virginia they, right. out of the out of the building. That's true. Which is which is which is strange. Look, I, I think that, you know, like look, Steve Nash wound up being a Hall of Fame player, but but Santa Clara when they were a fifteen, like 15, 20, 25 years ago. Those guys truly compared to, to, to those twos and ones that they were beating them, those, those were like grown men right. who were all Americans who didn't who, who didn't leave for the NBA because the longer they stayed, the more warts you would see. like there were like legitimate like lottery picks on those two seeds that got bounced like Syracuse. Derek Coleman was as good as anybody in college basketball. When they when that when they lost to Richmond, I believe that was at Cole Fuel House. That those game, again, this is a huge upset. But I could go back, and I I think that there's a handful of teams that you go, how in the hell did they lose?
0: <laughs> exactly. All right, I'm going to try something here that could be a disaster, could be brilliant. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. We are going to ambush call because I well not ambush call because I did set this up, but you don't know about it and he doesn't know about it, Mark Packer. Wow. (laughs) Before I make this call, are you guys cool, or is this going to be a problem? (laughs) That's what I figured. Okay, well, that's what I figured. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's add Packer to the mix. He has no idea this is coming down the pipe, and it'll be a WFNZ reunion right now. Hello. Pac-Man. What's happening? How you been? I'm doing good. You have a very special guest currently on the line special guest say hello to mark packer please steve what's happening
1: mark it's gary williams as well hey i I, I didn't know that i didn't know that he was getting you on you didn't know that he was getting me on Um,
0: it's an ambush it's a a wfnz reunion what's next mark yarborough from the top ring rope hold on a second i got his number (laughs) oh my god good to talk to both you fools it's been quite a while pac-man how you doing brother
2: i am good live street and everybody okay we're just trying to get through the madness and uh everybody's bracket was in the toilet in the trash two days ago so we really and put our
0: feet up and really enjoy the tournament. Packer, uh, Mark, uh, currently hosts ACC PM on ESPN's ACC Network. We all used to work together at WFNZ. I just read your tweet, Pac-Man, where you said, I will spend less than two minutes filling out a single NCAA tournament bracket. I know my picks will right. be in the trash can as of Friday night. You can compete right. against my lame picks and other ACC Network talent selections by participating in the ESPN Tournament Challenge. Boy, did right. you nail it, Pac-Man
2: every year and and you know what i feel good about that because um, the brackets are my picks are terrible and uh i don't feel bad about it because i only wasted two minutes of my time i'm only in <laughs> one pool and you know anybody that beats their chest at the end of the day says well i got all four in nobody in america cares so i mean it's just like hey i'm gonna give you two minutes of my time there's the picks make fun of them all you want because quite frankly i see this every year the more you read the more you study the dumber you get when you watch these games but the tournament's great. It's true with the uh, NFL. It's true with the NBA, college basketball. I mean, live sporting events. It's what makes America great. And do, do you, you guys think you watch it?
0: Yeah. Do you guys think Gary and and Mark? Do you guys think the tournament is more random than ever, or just the same random as ever?
1: I, I think it's more random myself. Uh, I, I again, and Mark has great history of looking at this thing as well. I, when I think of great teams 25 years ago, I'm not saying the players were better. The teams were older. They were more experienced. So as teams, I thought they were better and they were more bulletproof than these twos and ones today. They're, they're made up of mercenaries. They're mostly you know loaded with freshmen who are one seeds. And, and then they're out the door. It doesn't mean that they're not going to go on and be great NBA players, but the greatness of teams. It's hard to have a great team when you're together for six months as opposed to maybe three years or four years, I personally think it's more random now than it was before.
2: Gary is 1,000% right. You know, it's kind of funny when you see old highlights, whether it be the 80s or early 90s, and you see the teams and you go, holy mackerel, man, they got all these NBA guys on. Hey, they were old guys. I mean, there were juniors and seniors that were really good players. And, and, you know, the, the athleticism today It is light years versus where it was. It's kind of like the NBA. I mean, I think the NBA got the greatest players in the world. I mean, the court looks tiny when they're playing. I mean, all these guys are 6'8". They can run. They can jump. But as far as the game is concerned uh, for college, there's no doubt uh, more teams have a chance to win it now. But the teams back then and yesteryear, uh, they had a chance to develop. I even think as fans, too. And, and Stephen, you guys can talk about this. You know, you kind of knew everybody's roster when you are yeah. growing up as a kid, right? you yep. almost be one of those things you'd say, hey, you know what? That guy's a sophomore, but, man, look how he improved from his freshman year. Can't wait to see what he looks like when he's going to be a junior or a senior. And under that kind of leadership and that kind of coach, man, he's going to be a great player. Today, I mean, you can watch a kid play, and then tonight he's decided to leave town. I mean, this transfer report he's going to go play for the opposing team. This time next year. So, how many guys totally are in the different. portal right totally
0: now? I heard some number that was incredible already. Well, when
2: the portal, the portal opened up uh, last week, and within forty-eight hours, eight hundred and five guys just <laughs> throwing their name in the hats. So, I mean, you know, it's hard to be a fan. I mean, you kind of get a, you know, especially the stuff I'm doing, you, you kinda get a chance to meet these guys and you talk to them, and there's some guys you like from a personal standpoint, but next thing you know, they're they're up and they're gone, and. It's just a different world. It's a different era. Everybody's getting paid. Um, and, and, again, when you watch old highlights of teams back in the late 80s and 90s, it, it was just a different era, a different time. But it still doesn't mean you can't enjoy the game today. It's just, it's just totally different.
1: You know, when consider like Lance is doing his last Final Four. His first, was with Mark's dad in 91, was Indianapolis. And, and if you think about who was there, so, so Duke was there again. They lost to Vegas in 90. They've been to the Final Four in 86, 88, 89, 90. And so they'll bring them back. All those guys, including a freshman in Grand Hill, to go to Indy. Roy has brought in Kansas back from the abyss after, after Larry Brown in 88. And that wasn't that long removed. And then Carolina, first time back since 82 with Dean. Think about that. You're talking about Antarctic in Vegas. All those guys came back from '90 who blown out Duke in Denver. If that event happened this year, Mark would be on 23 of the 24 hours on yeah. the ACC right. network. That it's said, just, it's, it's, that yeah.
0: said, I saw that the average <laughs> tournament age or experience age of this year's field was up to like 2.5 years, whereas yeah. the last five years, Pac Man, it was like at 1.5. In terms of right. average experience, thanks to the COVID extra year, yep. there's been yeah. a lot of guys who have lingered around, and they're good ball players.
2: Yeah, you know it's funny. Gary brings up that Final Four, and you know what gets lost in all that is that Vegas team because they only beat Mike Krzyzewski and Duke by a hundred in the championship <laughs> game the year before. And you know, you watched you know all that those guys coming back. You know, those were like grown men. Those were like thirty year old men out there just kicking everybody's rear end. And uh, I remember going to that Final Four, and the thing I will always remember is that Dean Smith got tossed. That yes. was the first game of the doubleheader, and Dean yep. gets tossed against, against Kansas. And here he is walking down the court having to shake Roy's hand and all the players, and, you know, you're thinking, I mean, you can't toss Dean Smith in a Final Four game against his alma mater in Kansas. And where my seat was, it was right above the uh, portal, in which the players came out of, and Dean of course walks right through the portal. I can look down the hallway, and the game ends, and, and the late great Bill Guthridge uh, goes That's crazy, and he is screaming and ranting, and raving, and I mean, he's—I mean, he was the most mild-mannered guy you'd ever want to meet. And I'm looking down the hallway, and he comes screaming at the referees and the security people pin Bill Guthridge up against the wall. They're like, who is this wild madman? And I'm watching the whole thing unfold going, holy mackerel, this is crazy. And the Carolina players, of course, they come running through the tunnel. They see their assistant coach, and he literally was pinned up against the wall. And I was oh thinking, oh, God. this is going to be a major fight. So I mean, that was one of the wildest days ever. 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 Uh, when you ever. figure, we can't just that's right, Pete
1: who? Pavia, who That's ran Dean right. out of the game. And Bill, Mark saw it; he chased him down the hall. All
0: right, hold yeah. on. Which which referee kicked out Dean Smith? Pete Pavia. Pavia. Oh god! Yeah. Was he was he and considered he would, a quick trigger? Uh, well, he was that day, and I, if I'm not mistaken,
2: I believe Pete passed away shortly you are thereafter. You're correct. Oh,
0: no. Yeah. Correct.
2: yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Kind of so, crazy. But right. that was in a wild day. Then Duke upsets Vegas in the second game. I mean, oh, it was one of was the good stuff. most memorable semifinals in the history of the event. It's yeah.
0: unbelievable. Okay. Let's, uh, I want to put Carolina up on the uh, operating table. Uh, for those that don't know, Gary bleeds Carolina blue. From the days growing up, his father uh, was a huge Carolina fan growing up in New Jersey. Gary is a Carolina psychopath. Uh, Pac-Man, you went to Clemson on a golf scholarship, and your dad's from Wake. But you keep above the fray, I think. You don't really Uh, have a team, do you?
2: Well, listen, I, I put two girls through college. They went to Clemson. So, I mean, when in doubt, I will always bleed orange from a financial standpoint and an emotional <laughs> standpoint. Okay. But, you know, I, I do cover the league. So, I mean, I, I have to be pretty even keel. You've always stuff, been very so.
0: even keel. But Gary has yeah, been a psychopath, right. and I love that about him. So, let's talk about <laughs> Gary's Tar Heels. Packer, uh, was it an abomination that UNC said, yeah, not" nah, to an NIT bid? Or does it well, is it justifiable?
2: Maybe both. Uh, Not to not to ride the fence here, but uh, I I think North Carolina, given their circumstance, I think you've got to keep. I think every school has its own layer of hey, we got to determine what's in our best interest. And I think North Carolina's players, uh, given the fact you had four starters coming back from a team that was 20 minutes away from winning the national championship, and it kind of felt like a championship or bust mentality for them from very the very first day. I mean, the preseason number one team, you got the, the hype with Hubert Davis that ended the Coach K regime. Uh, they were coming back as, hey, that was the team to beat. And quite frankly, they just had a year to forget. And when the players themselves say, hey, we don't want to play, and that's basically what Hubert Davis in the post-post the uh, press conference I think it was an easy call. I okay. mean, I, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people that go, well, that's just ridiculous. They're scholarship players. You know, they're supposed to play. I, I get that part of the old school because I part of the old school mentality, but I think for North Carolina's sake, quite frankly, it didn't surprise me at all. And given what was at stake and what they represent, and they are a blue blood of blue bloods, I totally understood their all right. position. Quite all frankly. right,
0: Gary, what did you think? And then secondly, what happened this year?
1: All right. Well, first of all, I I tend to agree with Mark. I I think that on the surface it reeks of elitism. Like, really, you're above this event? Uh, why wouldn't you take the opportunity to play more games? There was there was an air of dysfunction associated with that group all year, uh, for for various reasons. Some rumored, some that it, you know I I don't know how to substantiate it. They didn't look like they they loved being with each other, and I think that. The, the idea of disbanding and just, you know, let's just pull the plug on this whole thing. I get why they did it, but I also understand if you're looking at it from a floor, you're you really, Carolina, you're, 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 you're too good for this event. Why not take the opportunity? What happened to me was a couple things. Um, first of all, if those guys were that good, they wouldn't have stayed, even though, you know, they, they got to the championship game. You could say, well, they all came back to win it. They all came back because they're not lottery picks. None of them are likely even first-round picks. So don't lose sight of the fact that this is not, like, super elite talent. They had an extraordinary month of basketball, including ending Carol, uh, Duke in Cameron and then obviously in the Final Four. Um, but but I also think that it was the, the weight of expectation clearly was was a challenge for them. And then you add the dysfunction that clearly existed. It was one of one of the worst seasons imaginable under the circumstances, regardless of who it was if you're going to tag a number one. To be a preseason number one and not get to the tournament is is, is something that they're done. gonna have to live with. It's yeah. a weird it's a weird thing. They gave Carolina fans one of the great owns that you could ever have to NK twice and then, and then they come back, all of them with the exception of Brady Manick, and they have a full-season implosion. It's bizarre yeah. that this group is going to be remembered for
2: both. All
0: right. You
2: let's, know, yeah, I, go ahead. Let me, Can I just give an example here? You know, it, I can't remember what year it was, but I, I could have sworn in, in college football, Southern Cal was a preseason number one. Lane Kiffin, I believe, was the coach. Mm-hmm. And they were abysmal. I think they finished around five hundred and got a bid to the Sun Bowl. Was that and, the and, year where
0: they fired Lane on the tarmac and told him yeah, to get a no, ride I, home?
2: I think that was, I don't think that was afterwards. Okay. But I mean, that team had as much interest in being in El Paso in, in <laughs> ten degree weather. And you're thinking, you know, if you really felt that, well, you should just stay home. And I, when I North Carolina made that decision, I thought of that Southern Cal football team <laughs> that had all the hype uh, and all that nonsense. And you sucked. And you know, sometimes you just have bad years and sometimes you just want it to go away. And I just got a feeling that with North Carolina at the end of the day this year, it was just like, Hey, you know what? Uh if it's okay with you guys, yeah, we're gonna go back to the drawing. And it just yeah. kind of feels that way in Chapel Hill, right? Now.
0: All right, yep. let's talk. Let's talk Duke for a second. Pete Gillen of Virginia once said famously, Era "Duke is Duke." They're on TV more than Leave It to Beaver. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to Duke being Duke, are they now with one year under John Shire? Are they still going to be what I call a forever power, thanks to what Coach K built? Or is there peril, boys, that perhaps they could slide back a bit? I'll start with you, Packer.
2: Uh, I thought John Shire did a really good job with this group. They got better as the year went on. Uh, they had a lot of injuries this year, not to use that as an excuse. Uh, and I think when you look back at their numbers, when they were whole, uh, they were a tough out. Now, listen, the ACC, uh, to be completely honest and, and transparent here, this is not your daddy's ACC, right? We had right. five teams make the dance and As of this conversation, there could be a very good opportunity for the ACC not to be in the Sweet 16 for the first time since 1979. We'll see how that plays out. But um, I think John Schauer did a really good job. But, you know, when you – and the league is kind of going through a transition. When you lose Roy Williams, one of the all-time greats, Mike Krzyzewski, one of the all-time greats regardless of sport, Uh, Jim Beheim, even though he's not a true ACC guy because most of his success came through the Big East, uh, when you lose guys like that in a conference, all within a span of basically two years, you go through a transition. And I think when you watch what Louisville did this year going 4-28, and 28, I don't know how good Kenny Payne's going to be, but Louisville basketball's got a great tradition. Right. Duke, Carolina, Syracuse. I mean, these are, these are your go-to schools, if you will, from a basketball perspective that are all going through a transition. So every one of these guys, Hubert Davis, John Shire, Kenny Payne, Red Autry, whatever he turns out to be at Syracuse, uh, that will all take care of itself as far as, hey, you determine how good you are. Duke will still be Duke, but it's not going to be Mike Krzyzewski Duke until you ask me that question 20 or 25 years from now. And by that time, I hope to be in Italy and not even worrying about any of this. <laughs>
0: <not>. <laughs> Gary, is Duke, your rival, a forever power, or are they prone oh. to you know hiccups? I mean, UCLA post-Wooden was not a forever power, Indiana post-Knight, Kentucky for that short span between Patino and Cal. Uh, hell, you're Tar Heels under the Matt Doherty era.
1: Yeah, no, look, you're, you're bringing up perfect examples of the, the challenge of following the, the icon figure. And I personally think that this is as this is, is hard to follow as we've ever seen. Because he didn't win just, just five titles. He won three gold medals. I mean, and he went through Dean, to become something that was superior to Dean, which I thought would be unimaginable. And he did it, and he did that. So what John is trying to do is the hardest follow I've ever seen in my lifetime. I expect them to remain what they are. What I think is gonna be interesting, especially for someone like Mark, who's covering on a day-to-day basis, can can, can people invest as much emotionally and intellectually in a group that changes as frequently as these groups do? And and can he sustain it for twenty five years? Does he want to do this for twenty five years? Like I, I didn't take for granted Dean and, and 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 Kay, and I didn't take for granted Kay and Roy. Like like Bo and Woody, that was ten years. Right? D- does he have ten years with somebody in that league that's going to challenge him, that's going to punch him in the face? I, I don't know. Look, I know this. He's got five five stars. Waiting on the tarmac to come to Durham next fall, <laughs> and 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 he's probably going to have three or four more in the class of twenty four. He's already shown his chops in terms of getting the kids, but but, but the mercenary achievement of the one and done um, makes it kind of a, a more fickle exercise than than it was twenty years ago. But I don't. I expect Duke to be Duke, even though Coach K is still on the top floor of that building, um, and that's kind of a, a peculiar. That he's, still, he's still
0: got an office up there.
1: Oh yeah. oh, yeah.
0: I thought he didn't go to games famously because he didn't want to be a distraction.
1: Well, he well, didn't until the Mike Bray game. But but, right. but Mark can talk about this more intimately than I can. He's still on the top floor of that building.
0: What does yeah. he do all day? Play checkers? <laughs> Well, he, he can
2: do whatever he wants. Of course. He, <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. The life that, he's living the life that we all wish we had. I do <laughs> yeah, Whatever I want. I am the king. I'll do whatever I want to do. I mean, you know, he'll be a dookie for life, and he's got it. I've been in his office. I did a radio show from his office once, and it's nice. And I thought it was smart of him to kind of get out of the way and let John and Shire have his time. Like, and Gary said he showed up for the – Notre Dame game just because of the relationship he had with Mike Gray, but he didn't want to be a distraction, especially in year one. And I suspect that he'll make more appearances as we move on. But I thought it was a smart move for him and really a good thing for John Shire. Yeah.
0: If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet, and simple to win, and simple to get paid. Like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, with MyBookie. So next year, it's Iron Eagle time, and I love Iron Eagle. He's phenomenal. Uh, But man, I'm going to miss Nance. Are you guys going to miss Jim Nance?
2: Uh, well, it's, I will tell you a personal story. Jim has uh, been a close family friend for a long, long time. Uh, and the day before, uh, my dad passed away, which was, uh, he passed away on January 26th on the evening of the 25th, uh, I was in the hospital room with my brother and, uh, Jim called and, uh, Jim had a chance to talk to Billy, um, that night and talked about, Hey, when I come to Charlotte and, for the PGA, yada, yada, yada. We'll get together and have dinner. And, of course, nobody knew the next day would be Billy's last day. So Jim's been a uh, very, very good friend. And I think the fact that his last go-around is in Houston, uh, which means so much to him from only an academic standpoint, since he went to school there, grew up there. Mm-hmm. Even though he says he grows up in Charlotte as well. He's got like 11 hometowns, but Houston certainly one of them. It'll be fitting, and especially if the University of Houston makes it, to the Final Four, it'll be very emotional. And of course, Jim's lost his dad and his mom. Uh, lost his mom recently, so uh, it'll be an emotional time just for its last goodbye. But given the fact it's Houston and the potential that the Cougs could get there in the mid, and they win their first national title after all the years of Guy Lewis and so forth. And of course, and Sampson's got a great team. Uh, Jim's been great and um, just a wonderful person. He's been a close friend for a long, long time. I know he'll be very emotional about it, but uh, that'll be a perfect setting for Jim to say adios to college basketball.
1: Yeah, I, look, I'll miss him immeasurably because he, you know, I mentioned '91. You think about that—that the, the, the beginning, you know, Mark's dad was was such an institution in college basketball, and and prior to prior to you know, obviously Jim, it was Musburger, and before Musburger, it was Enberg on the NBC side. I mean, these are. These are like iconic yeah. voices that are, are kind of the soundtrack of, of our lives, the three of us having this conversation. And I don't know if if someone's going to come along, and I love Iron Eagle as well, but Nance is Nance. And, and it's kind of like when you look at these guys and how long are they going to do it? Look, I expect him to do the Masters into his 70s. He wants to do 50 Masters. I expect him to do that. But, I, I, gosh, I mean, Jim Nance calling a sport that right now is going through a challenging period trying to understand how do we navigate NIL and the transfer portal and the, the unfamiliarity with all these players. We're familiar with his voice that made the game seem huge. And, and when, 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 when Billy Packer, you know, was, was gone after 08, it's like, okay, yeah, I, I like Clark Kellogg, but he's not Billy Packer. But like they, they, they made the games feel enormous. And and that's going to be a challenge for 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 Ian for the sport. You're losing and one of the most important voices we've ever had in the medium. And and he still got a lot of tread on his tires. He's not seventy-five. Yeah. You know? So I'm going to miss him a lot.
0: Yeah. It's going to be tough. All right, I got five minutes, and then I'll let you guys go. I really appreciate your time today. So uh, golf, you guys both play Division One golf. You know the game very well, Gary. Well, I of course. didn't.
2: Mark did. I didn't. You played at Vanderbilt. Well, let's get let, let's get some. No, you straight. went to Vanderbilt. Uh, Wait a minute. Let me put things on record as far as my golf career. Uh, I have not hit a bad shot, and I can give it to you to the day. (laughs) I have not hit a bad shot in the game of golf since March 21st. 1997, which is coming up on the 26 year anniversary on Tuesday. And the reason I know that <laughs> is because that's when Gigi, my uh, oldest was born and I gave up the game cold Turkey. That's so I of a few people that has got on truth street. And I, in fact, yeah. my clubs are still in the basement. And, and They've got the golf shoes. I have not touched. I've not hit a
0: golf. Ninety-seven. Ball. I've not those are off. Gary. Those are probably ping I twos with the blue. No, dog. Man, he's
2: a lefty. No, no, he's those, a lefty those, as well. Oh, that's right. And they're blades. By the way, oh. I didn't play that ping crap. I played <laughs> blades. Okay, right. some <laughs> so muscle backs Okay, bad shot in 26 right. years. So I. Well, Pac-Man, so, yeah, that's that's a Tiger whole
0: and- that's a whole nother thing entirely, but I know you still watch golf and follow the game oh, to a yeah, certain extent. And Gary, I thought you played at Vanderbilt.
1: No, I didn't no no I wasn't good enough. I was a special high school player. No, I've been club for five years,
0: but no. Okay. Bart was
2: a division one. Former
0: golfer. PGA professional went to Vanderbilt and played in high school. Okay. That said, five <laughs> minutes, split it up two and two with change. So much going on in the game. The Netflix series the live tour, the ball rollback proposal. I'll just let you guys pick what you think is the most compelling story in golf. I'll let you, Gary go first. And by the way, you should definitely follow and watch and subscribe to his five clubs golf podcast at five clubs golf on Twitter. Gary, what's the best story going on in golf right now?
1: Well, I think that the most interesting thing is, is, you know, this whole idea of the friction that, that is legitimately, you know, out there between these live players Uh, And these guys who are members of the PGA Tour and the fact is I've always elevated the majors way above everything else and And I I think Augusta National navigates any discomfort better than any Organization uh, any tournament in the world. This is going to be fascinating And if if Cam Smith or Dustin Johnson, I only think there's a couple if they get in the mix let me tell you something. That's a dynamic that is very unusual that we haven't really seen. Yeah, there were guys, obviously at the U.S. Open, but that was, you know, that was in the infancy. They had played it's, one event. Right. It's, it's not the Masters. Right. Yeah. It's it, not the Masters. This time but, last year, nobody
0: come, had officially defected. Mickelson was rumored and had taken time off after the controversy. That's right. So this is going to be the first time now, on that.
1: This is going to be. And to be there and to see – and I don't know, like, will any of these guys – will Cam Smith who's the champion golf of the year? Are they going to give him a pre-tournament presser? I don't know if any of the live guys are going to be on that schedule. Are they going to wear this, this, like, team gear that they're wearing now? The <laughs> a crusher's
0: hat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I'm telling that it's going to be – and look, Mark's brother has been a great, great producer in golf. So he's not – Mark's not, like, on the periphery. He's invested in this, but the whole live thing and the Masters, is going to be fascinating to
2: watch All right. yeah I, I, I agree with that 1000% I love what Fred Couples said the other day he goes hey man listen I'm for everybody getting paid I mean if they want to pay Phil Nicholson 200 million to go shoot 75 good for him and I'm thinking to myself you know what I've not hit a ball in 26 years but if some Saudi wants to pay me a couple hundred dollars I'll go out there and shoot 85 and I'll get my game and go out there and play a little bogey golf left right come on man, that's a beautiful thing but Gary's right I mean just the potential of Augusta, which is always leading to great drama anyhow, regardless of all this, then you throw that little added curveball into it. I mean, come on, man. That's going to be awesome television. Even if you don't know anything about golf, the potential storylines are just too juicy for the first week in April that that will be awesome
0: especially if it's somebody combustible and spicy like Patrick Reed no doubt in that oh my all right so here's a here's a here's a humble proposal Gary You and I convince Pac-Man to play again for the first time. YouTube, it'll be like opening Al Capone's vault to see what game is left after 27 years. You know what? If I had
2: faith that both of you two could afford the medical bills needed after that 18-hole, I'd sign up for that right now just to watch you guys reach in your pocket. To take care of me getting out of the hospital. But the, okay. Those clubs are going to stay dirty and dusty for a long, long time. I'm going to sit my fat ass on the couch, drink bourbon, and watch these the best players in the world. I think that's the best gameplay. All
0: right, on with your Sundays, boys. This was great to talk to you. Thank you so much.
2: And, hey, gentlemen, right, always a pleasure. Gary, great hearing from you again as well. You too, pal.
0: All righty, I think that went great. As good as I could have hoped. Good guys and uh, good memories of working with them and obviously good memories of uh, maybe a simpler time in sports. See, that's what happens when you get into your 50s. Nostalgia starts to overwhelm you and you, you're you so resistant to change. You're like, I want it the way it used to be. And even guys that I, you know, didn't care for back in the day. I mean, you know, Mark's dad, Billy, I... I was not a huge fan for quite some time, but he grew on me and grew on me. And, uh, you know, Nance, I'm, I'm Nance positive. I know he's schmaltzy. He is Vineyard Vines. Hello, friends. And at times I'll roll my eyes, but he's good. And he is the soundtrack of my prime years as a sports fan watching on TV. All right. Send on this. Lawyers sometimes get a bad rap as soulless, blood-sucking, evil monsters. Other times, though, they earn every bit of that reputation. So you may remember when the Max 737 MAX airplane rolled out by Boeing was crashing, like, a lot, in an era in which we had kind of eliminated major commercial airliner crashes. Two of them went down in the span of, like, two months. One was an Ethiopian Airways jet. The other one was, like, a Lion Airways jet from some other country in Africa. Turns out that Boeing did a lot of shady shit to get this plane approved. And they had a lot of software in the plane that was designed to help prevent crashes. But it actually was, you know, screwing up the pilots and causing crashes because they weren't properly trained on it. And so, you know, there's a whole bunch to that, which I won't bore everybody with. But there's still litigation going on these years later with the families. Uh, many of the families have been paid off, bought off, and they're like, okay, here's some money, and oh, fuck, sorry. And then the rest of the families are still holding out. They're holding out for more. They're holding out for, wait for it, pain and suffering for their family members who are on those flights that pretty much nosedived into mountains. Get this. The lawyers for Boeing are arguing to the court that they shouldn't have to pay. Boeing should not have to pay for pain and suffering. Because the crash happened so quick, there wouldn't have even been time to feel pain. It would have just been lights out. (laughs) Wow. In fact, one of the lines of argument on behalf of Boeing was, and I'm not making this up. You can Google it if you don't believe me. Their argument was, You know, it's impossible to tell if there is really any emotional distress or terror or pain and suffering with people on that plane. Because as humans, even though the plane might be on a steep descent straight into the ground, human beings have this innate ability to always hope for the best. (laughs) Hope for the best. That's actually What their lawyers said. Now, look, these lawyers are being paid a lot of money and they're being paid to explore every legal avenue to limit Boeing's financial liability. I get it. But at some point, don't you have to draw the line as a lawyer and go, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, I don't think we should have to pay for pain and suffering because unfortunately it was such a rapid crash that they probably did not suffer. I'm not going to say, though. Well, you know, they could have hoped for the best. Oh, my God, we're going to die. We're going to die. Oh, but look on the bright side of life. Imagine that lawyer going home at night, you know, hanging up his coat. Wife is there to greet him. Hey, honey, how was the day? How was your day at work? Pour me a stiff one. Not so good. Why? I had to stand in front of a jury and a judge and say to dozens and dozens of families who had lost their loved ones because our shitty company is so greedy that they cut corners left and right on this airplane that they didn't suffer. They were probably rooting for the plane to pull out of that dive. Like, oh boy, this looks bad. I know I shouldn't have flown Lion Airways, but ah, the pilot's going to figure it out. Still have a couple thousand feet, um, a couple hundred feet, and four one four five hundred feet. Actually, I'm getting a little bit nervous. I'm you dead. So, yeah, not the best day in the world. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Mark Packer it. and Gary Williams for spending some time on a Sunday to talk basketball with me. Enjoy the rest of your, well, actually, it's Monday, so enjoy your Monday. Uh, let me put it that way, and then get ready. For the Sweet 16. So, if you like the first four days of this wild tournament, then get ready. I'm imagining the next four days are going to be pretty, pretty good as well. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, and we will see you next time. Keep
2: laughing as you go. Just remember that the last laugh is on you. on.
0: Oh
1: For nothing, you know what I say?
2: Cheer up, you old bugger! Not my music quiz. There you are. See, the end of the film. Incidentally, this record's available in the foyer. It's almost part to live as well. I said they'll
0: never make that money. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.